So just uh, welcome as we end out June, uh, June 29th. I know we're all pushing to the end for promotions, getting things issued, uh, making certain you've got the numbers you need. And I just want to encourage you that part of running your business like a business is personal development. And you can do that uh, by listening to these calls, which we record and we place in uh, our podcast, which is available on iPhone through your iTunes store or on your Android through Google Play. Just search The Sylvester Team, and it will pop right up in podcast. You can subscribe for easy reference. Another way for personal development always is reading, which daily 15 to 20 minutes of reading is going to uh, increase your skills really more than you can ever put a price tag on. Uh, Our books for uh, June have been Go For No by Richard Fenton and Andrea Waltz, and the other choice, uh, one or the other, or both, if you're uh, so inclined. Compound Effect by Darren Hardy is a terrific book that can help you see the benefits of small changes over time. For any of you who have ever dieted, you know the importance of a pound or two a week and how that adds up over time. So enough said about the books. Uh, Dick, I know you have a lot to say today about the support that we give agents, how they can get that started with a 911 call and uh, use this to their benefit. Thank you, Connie. It is, um, this is a valuable resource for you. We're going to go over how to do it, what to do, and why to do it. But I always want to remind our agents that our first goal, as we started the call with last week, our first goal should be to leave our clients better than we find them. Now, there's a purpose in that because this is a mindset when you finish that appointment, whether it's virtual or in the home, when you finish that mindset, you have a different attitude toward your clients. Now, over time, you become less of a salesperson and more as a consultant with that concept in mind. Um, what a great way, you know, this is a great way to start developing a positive mental attitude about things because every day is not Sunday. It's not sunny every day. You know, we have rainy days. We have days that things are a challenge. But one way is never forget um, about how to use the 911 text. You know, uh, a number of our agents um, don't realize this is a system, it's a purpose, there's a design to it. And what I mean by that is when we do the 911 text, for those of you that are brand new on the phone, if somebody's in the home or they're doing a virtual sale, they can literally do a three-way call with myself and or Connie, uh, preferably if it's a sale with me, uh, so that we can help, you know, close the sale. Now, how do we plug into this system? Why do it, and, and how do we plug into it? Well, the first thing, part of the system is we strategize the case with an agent before they go. It's important for you to know where you're going to go before you get there because there are so many moving parts going on, so many things happening. You're trying to concentrate on what the client's saying. You're trying to concentrate on what you're saying, Uh, They throw a curveball at you, and many times the agent, especially a new agent, gets that deer-in-the-headlights look, and they don't know what to do next. If we strategize the case before, and you know where you're going to go and the product you're going to show and why, and you also know what they're not going to qualify for, 
when when a 74 year old tells you they want a hundred thousand dollars of life insurance and they're an insulin dependent diabetic you know if they get it qualified and they can afford it maybe it might be two or three thousand dollars a month well when you go down that road and you let them throw you off the track with that there is going to be a, the result is no sale so strategizing the case is going to be the first line of defense that you do the second thing that you do is once you've got the appointment we've strategized the case contact me 30 to 60 minutes before that puts me on alert that you know in the next hour to an hour and a half I'm probably going to get a phone call from you no I should get a phone call from you but I'm going to be ready for it now I'm not going to necessarily remember the details of that sale but that's okay I'm going to ferret that out while I'm working with the people with the client so letting me know beforehand uh, the third part is when you're in the situation that you need help set up a text thread with Connie and I for two reasons one uh, it's a great way to get a hold of us and you text a 911 if I don't see it you've got another set of eyes there to be able to jump in and say hey Dick you know George just called we need help or whoever just called and I will then reach back out to you if no response comes call us you know do a three-way and the way you introduce it to the client you know I feel comfortable with this but I just wonder if there might be a better approach let me check with one of our field underwriters to see how they feel about this or one of our senior field underwriters to see if there might be a different direction we can go where we might save you some money we'll see when you throw in that phrase where we might be able to save you some money they're all in on that so they don't mind if you take a, a minute or so longer on the phone because it's in their best interest it's going to save them some money you know uh, they're not looking for some high-pressure salesman to get on the phone but they are looking if there's some way out there that they can save some money then after the appointment call me with the results whether it was a no-show if there was no sale made if there was a sale made what you did right how we might have made it better but see if we don't go over that sale then the result is we continue making the same mistakes over and over and over and for those of you that know that's the definition of insanity to make the same mistake over and over and over and expect a different result you know that's not going to happen so if we go over it now we've got an opportunity to fix it and um and and keep this in mind guys Connie reminded me of this this morning which we all know on every single appointment we all go on every one a sale is made either the client sold you on why they couldn't afford it or didn't need it or you sold them on why they did and you've protected the family but a sale is made every time you know I chuckle I, I want to jump off a bridge well they're going to get back with me no a sale was made there where they got off the hook you know how many times have you caught a nice bass and uh, they got off the hook right at the end well going back tomorrow is not gonna catch that bass you know <laughs> that's just not gonna happen now I do want to remind everybody too you may not want to build a team but you still need to run your business as a business you know even if it's a one-person show you need to run as a business we had a friend a number of years ago that sold you know um, marketing items um, with a company's logo on it you know swag swag stuff stuff we get at the carriers when we go to the conventions and so on he was the only employee 
but he ran that as his business for 30 plus years and they lived in a really nice neighborhood his kids went to private school it provided for a living for his family and he was the only person that was his business but he ran it as a business now I want to go over the secondary benefit of doing the 911 system well because there's more to it than just making the sale when you're in the home first off especially if you're a new agent but if you've been with us a while it's nice to get a refresher course on this one you learn by observation you learn how to connect with people because you'll see me do that I've, I've had a number of agents when I did the interview after this uh, the appointment what did you learn well, I can believe how well you connected with people or how you connected with the people now you're going to get tired of hearing my questions you're going to get tired of all of this but I try to do I won't say an Academy performance but I, I try to do a really good performance every time it's the same there's no difference in it you get tired of hearing it but it's the first time they've ever heard it so that's why that's important the second thing you're going to learn is you're going to have to learn how to tee it up uh, to make the sale by watching someone else expose the pain see learning how to tee it up if we don't tee it up properly we're not going to get the sale you know if you take a four or five year old and you're trying to teach them little league baseball or how to play baseball they can hit a pitch they haven't developed however they know how to run bases you have to teach them which way to run how to get to first base second and third so they just put that ball on a little stand and all the kid has to do is keep his eye on the ball and hit it and run that's very basic that's what we're trying to do here learn how to tee the sale up so when we ask for the close the logical conclusion is we're going to make a sale out of it and the best part of it is you get to watch someone else expose the pain learning how to do that with live bullets going over your head that's a big deal that's very important thirdly you learn how to close based on their pain that we just exposed and their need which we just exposed not on your need to make a sale I ask agents all the time well they gave you this objection or I'll give them an objection how would you overcome that and everything is based around the fact that they need a sale well folks you need this coverage because John might not become come on because of a car wreck or heart attack yeah he might not but what's the pain what's the result for the family if John doesn't home, come home because of a car wreck or heart attack without exposing that first they don't see the need how many people get up every single day thinking you know what I might get killed in a car wreck or have a heart attack today none of us do that's not on our radar screen you know that's not what we're thinking about but the reality is that could be the case mm -hmm. so it's our job to find out if that happens what's the result to the family so learning how to tee that up and and getting them thinking along those lines now how valuable is this to you as an agent well I look at it as much like taking a seminar on selling you get to watch and hear real-life selling techniques over the phone and guys you know for most of you know this but 25 years ago when we started doing this this was a new industry the week I signed up in April of 96 to do this they did 15 applications mortgage protection applications that week we were the only company in the nation at that time doing mortgage protection the way we were doing it 
the way it's done today. We didn't have anybody to watch. We didn't have a good clothes. We didn't have anything. So everything has been created. I mean, for me to sit down and listen to someone closing a sale then, oh, my gosh, it would have made all the difference in the world. Now, remember, however, though, once you turn the call over to me, and I'm on there and we've done the three-way, remember this, when I ask the client a question, never, and I mean never, answer the question for the client. Once you've turned it over, I don't want to hear from you again until I ask for your help. Now, let me explain to you why that's important. If the client just answered that question for you and you jump in and answer it for them, what you don't realize is a lot of time the answer the client gave you was really ridiculous. Well, we've got to think about it. Well, we can't afford it. You know, this is too expensive. Who knows? what? It doesn't matter what their excuse is. If he doesn't come home tomorrow because of a car wreck or a heart attack, that family is going to look back on that answer as being the stupidest thing they ever heard in the world. Sometimes when I ask the question as a person in authority, I get a different answer because they realize how weak and silly it is. Mm-hmm. So when, when the agent jumps in and they answer the question for the client, that lets the client off the hook. They're not squirming anymore. I want them squirming. I want them to feel the heat because when I ask that question, I want them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Because if he doesn't come home because of a car wreck or heart attack, that changes that family situation. Now, with you on their side, because that's what they perceive. When you answer the question for them, they perceive, perceive now that you're on their side, and the result is no sales. Now, one of the things, and this is frustrating for all of us, but many times a wife will go along with the husband and sound like she doesn't want, care, or need if they get the insurance. Guys, I am here to tell you today that is not the case. Why? Do I know that? Well, first off, she sent the letter back. I did one this past week for somebody, and um, the husband totally took control, and she just sat there like a bump on a log, and like she didn't know or care or anything like that. However, she sent the letter in, or she called in, is what it was, it was a call-in lead. See, the wife realizes they need the coverage, but this is the big deal here. She has to live with him when you either leave or you get off the phone. So she's going to be on his side. She's counting on us to convince him. And that's why exposing the pain becomes so important in the process of this selling. See, living benefits for those of you, and guys, don't go in with both gun blazing about, oh, it's got living benefits, it's got this, it's got that. A number of years ago when we, I mean literally 20 years ago, when we first got foresters, having the living benefits, the will, the orphan benefits, and everything else that foresters had, our agents were going in, both guns blazing, explaining how fantastic foresters. They didn't try to sell them. They just gave them a price and told them all these benefits that came. And then they were stunned when the people didn't say yes. Well, they hadn't built the value in it. They hadn't exposed the pain. So living benefits, I use it as an add-on. Uh, I don't use it when I'm setting the appointment unless I absolutely have to, and then I immediately take it away, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But I use living benefits as an add-on one at a time, and then I find out what's the pain like if you don't have this. 
And so you kind of give them and you take them away. You know, you may talk about one of the living benefits and say, you know, but let's see if you qualify. You know, a powerful phrase is this. If you qualify for this plan that would provide you with a lump sum of money to live on for up to a year, it'll pay all your bills for anywhere from six months to a year if you couldn't work due to a battle with cancer or a major heart attack. If, and then you follow up to expose the pain. John, if you couldn't work for a year without a paycheck, and pause in here so this kind of stuff can sink in. If you couldn't work for a year without a paycheck for a year, how would you make your mortgage payment? Who would buy the groceries? How would you pay the light bill? And then, guys, just be quiet for an answer. Just wait. Make that. Well, we wouldn't have to worry about it. I've got a 401K. With your 401K, so it would make sense to spend all the money in your 401K and, and retire broke. Does that make sense? Well, no, that doesn't make any sense. Now, for those of you that are a little farther along and understand this, if you have got $200,000 in your 401K and you need $100,000 a year to live on, by the time you have to pay the penalties and the taxes on that money, it's going to take the entire $200,000 to get 100 So in essence, that's going to keep them for one year, and if they have a second event, they're toast, and two, they get to retire broke. Now, how exciting is that for anybody if they really stop and think about it? Um, when you ask that question, who would pay the light bill? How are you going to buy groceries? And wait for the answer. Do you see what just happened here? Because there's a process going on. This is part of that teeing up. Do you see what just happened? Well, what just happened is as you are going through here, you're not selling based on your need. You're trying to determine what their need is, and you have just shifted the emphasis <clears throat> uh, from protecting Mary to a benefit for John because John doesn't want – you're more of a consultant now because John doesn't want you to lose the house due to foreclosure. So now there now is suddenly a benefit for him in addition to a benefit for Mary. See, a lot of guys are really selfish. Yeah, they care about their family, but they don't think they're going to die anytime soon. Therefore, this is an unnecessary bill. Mm-hmm. Guys, that's, that's a perception a lot of these people have. You know, they've got friends that are a lot older than them that have lived all these years without it, so I think I might be just as lucky as they are. However, when we throw this added benefit in here that protects John if he has cancer, stroke, or a heart attack, now things change because the benefit is for him, and a byproduct of this insurance is a benefit for Mary. So now his selfish side comes out just a little bit. Another thing that you can throw in there, especially for the younger people, is you've got the benefit for Mary. You've got the benefit for him in terms of foreclosure protection, a.k.a. living benefits. Now, you'll notice that with the client, I don't use the word living benefits. I've changed the name to foreclosure protection because they can relate to a need for that. That's an emotional appeal. The cash back or return of premium, 
guys, when they're young enough to do that and you're doing in-home sales, now on the virtual sales, if they're 30 and under, I highly recommend you do it every time. On the in-home sales, if they're 50 and under, every single time they get cash back. And the reason they get cash back is it changes their perspective. If they think the premium you were showing when you're in front of them was too high, but then you show them a higher premium that has more benefit to it, more value, if they don't use it, they get all their money back, it will shock you how many times people will look at money back. They just told you 100 a month wouldn't fit the budget, but you show them a $234 return of premium plan, and suddenly they can afford that. They, it's not that they can't afford the $100 a month without the money back. They don't see the value. They just don't see the value, so therefore, it's too high. There's no need. However, then I summarize, John, if you don't use any of this and they give all your money back to you, you've got three benefits here. One, if you die, Mary gets a check for 200000 and the family gets to stay in their home. All right? Secondly, if you have a heart attack, cancer, stroke, and we provide you with a lump sum of money to pay your house payment and all your bills for six months to a year so you don't lose your house due to foreclosure. Do you have any idea, John, how hard it is to start all over again when you're in your 30s, 40s, or 50s because of an illness? It's virtually impossible for the majority of people to ever, ever, ever get ahead again. And this plan will protect you from that possible event or outcome. And then third, if you're kind enough not to die on us and use any of these benefits, we give all your money back so you've got a zero-cost mortgage protection plan. You know, many times if you do this properly and outline each of the three benefits, in fact, I might even start with the living, the foreclosure benefit is number one, Mary is number two, and then the money back is number three, you know. You play with it to see what best fits your situation or need. But many times, he sees this as a win-win-win because it's forcing him to save something he's never done. It forces him to start saving money. He has three tremendous benefits out of it versus putting that $100 a month in a savings account. <laughs> One, he knows they'll never do it. But two, he also knows, and I point this out, you know, some people – they pay their bills, but they cannot save money. This gives them a way to pay a bill but get three benefits for one. When you look at it from that perspective, and I'm trying to change not only their, their mindset on this, but I'm trying to change a lot of the people on this phone call's mindset today to see how much more valuable this is. See, this is where the value of simplified issue comes into play because they think their job is to get the rates and shop and get the best price. When in fact, a lot of times, the best price does not include the foreclosure protection benefits, the AKA living benefits. It doesn't include none of the fully underwritten cases that I'm aware of uh, that are reasonably priced. You can do an IUL and play with it and tweak it or a whole life and get all your money back and design it that way, but that's got too many moving parts and frankly, you know, a lot of people want to buy a car. They want to know where to put the gas, where to check the oil, and where to add oil. You know, they don't care about the torque of the motor. They don't care about the turning ratio. They don't care about that. Just show me how to, how to operate the thing and go. You know, they don't care about how many 
leader the engine is. So when we start doing these fancy plans of the whole life and the IUL, we're just getting so deep in the woods, they didn't want to know that much about it. So understanding that if we can show this as a win-win-win for him and we can find a way to fit into the budget, guys, we've pretty well overcome the objection we're going to run up against. What if you run across a situation where we can't afford the insurance now? Have any of you ever heard that? I would venture to say if you've been around more than about two days, you've heard that. Well, my question would be back to them, well, John, when you say you can't afford the insurance now, what does that mean? And before they can answer that, I'm going to say the reason I ask is, if saving a couple dollars a day is difficult now, how in the world would Mary be able to make the mortgage payment without your income? And you pause there and wait for an answer. And he's going to look uncomfortable. I mean, how would she? And then you ask the question again, how, Mary, how could you make this mortgage payment if John's paycheck was gone? And you're going to get, well, we would use my 401K, my parents, we couldn't. You're going to get whatever the answer, well, my parents have a lot of money. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, I understand that. But if your dad has a stroke, doesn't know what day it is, and ends up in a nursing home, their money is not going to last very long paying $100,000 a year for nursing home stay and maintaining the house for his wife. You really want to put your parents in a situation like this? i got to tell you this story. I asked that question one night of a young woman, and I knew the family. And uh, they own a bunch of uh, landscape stores. And her father was worth $77 million. And I asked her, I said, if, if you're, you know, something happens to you, you, uh, you need money, where, where's it going to come from? My parents would make my house payment. And I said, well, what if your parents die? Oh, she said, if they die, I get $77 million. <laughs> and I chuckled. I said, oh, you're that Meadows. I understand. I know who your family is, and I moved on. But it was kind of a funny moment at that time. But this is something that you can relate to people. You know, one of our agents in Virginia has protected 87 families from losing their home due to foreclosure because of the loss of a breadwinner. That's the good news. The bad news is during that 25-year period of time that he was in business, there's been somewhere between 500 and 1,000 families who failed to take any action and were not protected, and they lost everything because they wouldn't change their priorities and set aside 2 or $3 a day for that just-in-case worst-day-of-their-life moment if that happened. 500 to 1,000 families did not take action and lost everything. How many of those families, if given the opportunity to go back and turn the hands of time back, would say, oh, my gosh, I wish we had done that? I would venture to say all of them. Many of them would have given up the expensive cable package. Many of them would have given up things that they thought were important, maybe the Chemlon treatment of the yard, done it themselves, might have been, you know, less expensive, who knows what package, but they would have done something different had they known. Now, when you talk in terms of if the worst day of your life happens, wouldn't it make sense to get something in place to protect the family if we could, if we could get you qualified asking that question? Now, 
Another thing you're going to run up against is, well, we have plenty of life insurance. Guys, this is a shell game, and I just want you to recognize it for what it is. Oh, I've got $500,000 at work. Realize that when people buy life insurance, they buy it for specific regions, and they pigeonhole it. You know, um, I've actually had clients that I haven't reached back out to that I just have discovered. They bought a couple more policies, and it was pigeonholed for grandkids or something <clears throat> like that. So what you have to do is help them pigeonhole that money. Oh, you've got $500,000, so that would be used to replace your income. All right, that's a great plan to have, but what about mortgage protection? See, if we have mortgage protection, that would extend that income by several years so your wife would be able to stay home and stay with the children. So mortgage protection is a second pigeonhole, excuse me, pigeonhole we need to see. A third and really important one is now foreclosure protection. So you've got income replacement there. Now we need a plan for mortgage protection and it comes with a foreclosure protection package with it that pays you and protects you, John, while you're living, not after you're dead. So you start building these pigeonholes and help them put the insurance in those. I want to go over something with you this morning because a lot of you are at this stage in your career with us. We watched a three-minute film clip this morning on the virtual sales meeting about the war at Gettysburg. That... Uh, us living in Virginia, that's been a big deal to us, uh, the Civil War and just all the things that have gone on with it. But for those of you that don't know, the Confederate Army was the highest point of their career, so to speak. Um, they were at Gettysburg. Had they won that battle, they would have gone on and burned D.C., and things would have been different. But the Confederate Army was attacking the weakest line of defense the Union Army had. If they got through it, then they would have been able to attack the army from front, back, and side. It would have been over. Had the Union Army failed and that line failed, our nation would have been totally different. There would have been a different outcome for both of the world wars. And the Union line of defense consisted of a few hundred soldiers, and they were out of ammunition. There just wasn't much hope. It was all but over, except for the fact that the leader knew defeat was not an option. It's a great story. If you haven't heard it, you ought to go back and read about it. So what they did, they had one advantage. They were higher on the hill than the Confederates, so it was easier for them to run down. They fixed their bayonets. They attacked on two different small fronts. They went running down the hill, screaming and screaming and fighting, and the enemy thought they were absolutely out of their mind, and they cut and run. That action saved the battle, changed the course of history, and many of you today are at a similar place in your career in insurance sale. You know, you're out of ammo. You've got the bayonets. You, you just need to fix them and decide, I'm going to go screaming and running at this thing like something I've never done. That's why everything we've talked about today matters. Everything we've talked about today matters. The 911 text and a call from the home. Guys, that's not an option. That's your bayonet. Run down the hill screaming. That could be what changes your career. Resources, your leads, you know, that's the lifeblood of our industry. Whatever you need to do to get leads, you need to do because, you know, that's the run down the hill. Activity, you know, you don't feel like calling today, call anyway. 
those guys did not feel like running down that hill facing certain death for many of them. And the ironical part of it was because they had the mindset that they were going to win. Did some of them die? A few of them did, but a lot of them didn't. And because of that mindset, they went into it with, we're going down this hill. We are going to stop this army from advancing. And today, I hope you stop that army from advancing against you, and you put your bayonet on, you start screaming, and you run down that hill at this thing like your life depended on it. Because for many of you, it does. Wow, Dick. Uh, thank you for all of that, because I think it was very important for everyone to hear and be able to listen to again. I'd like to follow up with two things before we cut the recording. Uh, when you get on the phone with Dick and the client, please do not repeat negatives that the client has said, such as, please don't say, well, they can't afford it. Please don't say, well, they have to think about it. You do not want to repeat any of those negative phrases, okay? And despite all of this wonderful training and personal development that Dick has just put out here, he already used one fishing analogy, so I'm going to follow up. Please remember that these leads, these people to call, they need your help, but they are not going to jump in the boat, these fish. You must do the work, have the presentation to help them understand the pain and want to stay on the hook. I forget who did this this morning on Facebook. They showed a picture of a guy leaning on a shovel, and the comment was, you know, you can't lean on the shovel and pray for a hole. Yeah. <laughs> God gave you the shovel. God has given you an ability. He's given you a talent, and we just need to learn how to use it. Thank you.